Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And I'm going for gold, baby. My name's Pete. Woo! Awesome! So, that is uh, related to the topic that we're going to be discussing today, which is the Olympics. Yeah. Where are we this year? Rio? We're in Rio in Brazil. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pretty that's, exciting. That's going to be an interesting topic, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, yeah, history behind that, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to it. It's always really exciting when the Olympics come along. Slash, I get much less work done, I feel. Yeah? <laughs> Sometimes. I remember when the Vancouver Games were on, I was uh, in a lab, and we just had the Olympics on all day. So it would be pipette your thing and turn around and check out what's going on on the computer screen. Yeah, your workplace is very, very different from mine. It's because we're a lab, so we have we have the TV running. I definitely went in early uh, during the uh, Russia Olympics so that mm-hmm. I could watch the men's hockey final game before I had to do lab work. So that was prior to lab work. I was yeah. watching it, but I had to be in the lab. Otherwise, I would be traveling during the game, and I really wanted to see the game. Absolutely. So I'm I'm a big fan of the Olympics. You are. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into that later. But first, let's uh, let's recap a bit. Uh, we did miss last week. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while. So sorry if anyone's uh, listening, subscribing, and we're wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> uh, it was cool though. Two weeks ago, we we released a cottage cast, and it was sort of an idea in the back of my head. It would be kind of fun. We're going up there. I knew my parents are going to be there. Maybe we'll try podcasting with them. And that was just, it's such an interesting, that was such an interesting thing to do. Definitely. Um, I, I just wanted to spend a couple minutes on that because I, I don't think we really got to discuss it much. But wasn't that kind of trippy? Like, I, I just thought it would be, hey, let's just have a conversation. And, you know, there happens to be mics on. Like, mm-hmm. And and it's anytime we try to invite someone to join us for our podcast, they always seem to get really freaked out by the idea. Yes. I don't know if this is something you just eventually get relaxed with, but it was strange that 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 there was that initial resistance. Yes, you know? there was. And it was literally like, we can set everything up, and it's just having a conversation with Diane and Pete about the cottage, the cabin, yeah. which yeah. we all love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how, cabin, can, it be, sorry. <laughs> how can it be difficult Corrected to talk you. about this? Um and they were just kind of like, well, how long is this going to take? Like, what yeah. is this going to be? And we're like, we just want to hear about, you know, your stories growing up. We got very cool stories from your dad about, like, Boy yeah. Scout camp. Vikings. Um, very cool stories about, uh, you know, going to the cottage with the kids, the mm. old property, this property. Yeah, so it was a nice piece of history. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we did it. And the weird thing was, like, afterwards, like, after we turned off the recording and we went to the started a campfire, I don't know, it, it almost felt like we were a little bit closer, like, just having that just that hour conversation together it was it was kind of nice so Mm -hmm. i don't know talk to your parents people it's nice it is i enjoyed it very much actually and they've got very cool stories they do i never heard any of these no i feel like it's something that you have to specifically tap into sometimes and they're like did i ever tell you that and you're like no Mm. and it's great another one of the favorite things was immediately introducing my dad he opens with a dad joke (laughs) <laughs> I will not undress. And I was like, wow. I don't even need to mention that you're a dad. You you nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Very good. Yes. Veteran dad. So if anyone missed that, check out the last episode, The Cottage Cast. Absolutely. 
So the reason we missed last week was because I went to a cottage with my parents. Yeah. The week afterwards. Yeah, it was funny. I was talking with some coworkers about this. Um, it's like, oh yeah, last week, you know, I, we, me and the wife went up to the cottage with my parents, and this week she's going up with her parents, and they're like, well, wait, how does that work? Like, that's not fair. She'll, she'll go hang out with your parents and you're just going to ditch them? It's <laughs> like, well, no, it's not that. That's not how, that's not how it ha- It actually does kind of sound like that, doesn't it? Huh? Oh, boy. It's not taken that way. It's um, actually, it's probably about the same distance, maybe a little further, but... Um, same far. Uh, yes. So it's a bit of a trek. And I feel like our version of cottaging is very different from your family's version of cottaging. Yes. Uh, Both fun, both awesome, Mm -hmm. but different. My parents rent a place that has running water and electricity and a stove um, and a TV so that we could watch the Olympics, which we watched a lot of. But don't worry, because we were in the water a lot. Oh, okay. And we went kayaking and canoeing and visited with family. So just just a bit different atmosphere. Yeah, no no campfires. No. Nope. Um, I don't know what else would be different. Mm. You guys have running water there? Yes. <laughs> there you go. There's a pump from the lake. That's very different. Uh, yes, so. Awesome. Yep. Um, I wasn't missed. Was I, would they like constantly going like, is there anything wrong with your relationship? He didn't show up. No, definitely not. I think it's just kind of, um, you know, Diane sometimes likes time away to go visit family and that sort of thing. And I've often gone to go visit my grandma by myself. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a normal thing that I'll take a a trip up. Um, Everyone asks how you're doing. You know, what's Pete doing this weekend? Just having a nice, relaxing weekend? Yeah. Or maybe I'll be off doing something too. Mm -hmm. And I actually really like that about our relationship and... I don't know. I w- maybe that's a secret key to how we're making this work so well. It's we still have our independent lives. I imagine mm-hmm. that's going to be harder when there's a, a child in the middle of it all. But I do like that we exist as individuals as well as as a couple. Mm-hmm. We, I def- think we do couple things together as well, but we certainly mm-hmm. have not, you know, stifled our relationships with our friends and uh, other family members and, and continue to do social things with them. Yes. I think I, I just enjoy having time with my parents, too, because yeah. we we're pretty close growing up. And now I live in a different household. So just, you know, sitting down with mom, having a cup of tea, yeah, having you, a nice discussion know. about stuff. We like to do that. And you do have a very different relationship with your parents. It's like you can't go like a couple of weeks without being like without seeing them. It seems mm-hmm. you start to be like, oh, I really miss them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's nice. So, yeah, that's kind of a good segue. You were saying you were at the cottage. You were watching a whole lot of Olympics. Yes, it's really exciting. And I like the nice thing about Rio and Brazil is that we're only, I think, about a one-hour time difference. So we're able to watch the Olympics live, which means they're at, like, a reasonable hour during the day rather than having to wake up at, like, 2 in the morning to watch some big event. Yeah. Uh, So that is really nice. They are so interesting fact that I learned from my uh, Brazilian prof. Mm, Marsha. Yeah, Marsha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Such a Brazilian name. Yeah. Um, They're actually airing the Olympics later than they would normally. Like we have events on at like 10, 10.30 at night. And it's apparently because between the hours of like six and eight in Brazil, they air these soap operas. And they didn't want to interrupt the soap operas for the Olympics. 
Yeah, that's that's a good story. I don't know if it's true. I would love to get a source on that, but that that's certainly a funny yeah. thing to say. From Brazil? That's my prof's theory. It's pretty hilarious. Um, obviously, <laughs> soap operas are very huge in Brazil, I assume. I guess so. They just have a big enough following. Enough that there's enough to fill like six hours or something, you were saying? No, no, just like three, two, two three. or three. So, you know, maybe like two or three mm. good soap operas. And it's a big money generating thing because of advertisements and yada, yada. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't really mind. I'm okay staying up to watch the big events. This week has been a lot of swimming. I know you're making a comment on how many swimming events exist. Yeah, yeah, earlier today we were watching some highlights and I was like, what's the deal with there being so many medals for swimming? It's like, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, someone like Michael Phelps has record-breaking amount of medals in a year. It's like, well, yeah, because yep. he competes in so many events. Uh, someone, let's, I think the example I use is like the basketball team, you know, they only have one one medal for winning uh I don't know, eight games or something. Yes. Or the soccer as well, or even the mm-hmm. volleyball or whatever else, rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, so those people, that's a lot of people working together, and a team can get one medal for competing over a week. Yes. But uh, Phelps gets to do 12 events and, you know, and do fairly well and still get like six medals or something. Yes. It's pretty crazy. That That's... That's the way of sport. Yeah. Everyone's doing the wrong thing. You should all be swimming, I guess. <laughs> well, if you're built for swimming, go swim. Yeah. That's got to be kind of weird, though, too, um, on the other side. Uh, a, a basketball game, for example, you know, it's going to run maybe an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of time working towards this end goal to get the medal. Yes. I just sometimes wonder about those people, like those 100-meter dashes or like a small swim. It's like mm-hmm. your whole moment is based on like a minute of your life. Yes, not even. 10 seconds. Yeah, some of those scores, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah, intense. That must go by so fast or so slow. I don't know. It must be really interesting. Um, yeah, so big news this year is so far all of our medals in Canada, for Canada, mm-hmm. have been won by ladies. Oh, yeah, the ladies by are representing. Women. They are majorly representing, which is awesome. Uh, I, I do, I would love to see men medal as well, as many people as possible medal as well. Uh, but the ladies seem to be racking them in first. So something about this year with Rio mm-hmm. is there's a lot of rumors of viruses and yes. unhealthy conditions and mm-hmm. a lot of things were uh, flowing through as they... I guess after they got the bid, because they probably wouldn't have got the bid if that was happening at the yes. time. Um, and so many, many athletes actually didn't go. Yep. So for Canada, would you know if our attendance on our men's side is low or are they just not performing? Oh, like proportionally? Yeah. Uh, that that wouldn't factor in. Because I thought I, I heard think. that too. That um, we aren't competing in as many events on the men's side. Oh, really? Because a lot of the men didn't show up. Oh, okay. I think it was my sister-in-law who's like, woman power. Yeah, the men suck. (laughs) Well, our big uh, tennis player, Milos Raonic, Uh decided not to go. Yeah. But again, that's, that's, you know, one or two events. And he's a pro, right? Uh, He is a pro, but there are other pro tennis players that are there. That are there. Yes. Because that's got to get interesting, too. Especially if you're dealing with the potential of getting sick or injured in some way going mm-hmm. to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these professionals are sponsored. You yep. got to wonder 
how that works with their sponsorship. It's like you go out there and you endanger yourself. There might be a clause in their contract or something that it, I don't know, it's not abiding by it or something. Possible. There yeah. are even amateur players are sponsored as well yeah. by Nike, etc. Um, but they'd be sponsored for the Olympics, whereas a professional athlete would mm-hmm. be sponsored to do the professional tournament. So it's like that almost seems like outside business to the company. And I could see them being like, eee. Well, at the same time, maybe not, because they're still getting exposure to their athletes. Well, and it is the Olympics. I feel like a major sponsor would be like, please go to the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Billions of people are going to watch this. You're right. No, no, that makes more sense. But it's tricky. There are some people that, you know, based on concerns, didn't want to go. And that's fair. And then there's the Russian track team that was fully banned because of doping. The Oh, that was this year? Yes. Oh, man. Yes, that is this year. The whole track team. The whole Russian track team was banned because they discovered that there was a systemic and almost government-funded doping scandal. Wow. Yes. Man, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, earlier in the day we were watching on YouTube something like 10 top scandal video or something in the Olympics. And one of the numbers was the Russian teams. Yes. (laughs) Like they would go name, name, Ben Johnson, name, name, name. And all the Russians was like number two or something. What did the Russians do? Uh, The whole team did something. I thought it was doping as well. Some kind of steroid thing as well. Was it steroids? Not as bad as the, what were they? Like, I want to say. Six something countries that were working on scamming the. Oh, the badminton? badminton tournament? No, my favorite was the luge, where <laughs> they oh. actually would go what and heat up their blades with this yeah, yeah hot chemical to reduce the friction on their sleds, yeah. and they would like just show up moments before the race and race really fast, yeah. and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Hide the skates. Getting away with it. That was funny. Yeah. So, what is it about the Olympics that... Um, makes you so excited that that drives you and that makes you so interested in it um i really like the the uh, country pride that comes behind it mm. and it's a chance uh for me to see a whole bunch of different sports kind of all at once every sport has their canadian championships and their world championships but they're not usually televised or really like marketed as hey this is what happened you might hear about it afterwards like this person came back with three medals from this uh, world championship but you don't often get to see it so this is a lot of sports all at once showcased you representing your country mm-hmm. um very cool i don't know it's just nice to see everything i don't often get to watch all these swimming competitions and they're really exciting. I don't get to see judo randomly or trampoline. <laughs> Did you get to see judo? I'd love to see judo. I saw that a bit of uh, yeah, the, the end of a, a judo match. Uh, so that's kind of cool. So get to see a bunch of different things. It's a, in a clustered amount of time. Um, there's definitely probably an emotional attachment. I'm, I'm in kinesiology. So I understand what they're talking about when they say how much training they've had to do, uh, talking about uh, all the all the effort that they've had to put into it. And I kind of have an understanding of that because I'm a very amateur athlete and I can't imagine everything that they do to get where they get to. And then seeing them succeed and get on the podium or even just personal best is pretty awesome. Yeah. So there's there's a personal interest. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's even what you study is like health science, exercise and 
all those things. So I I、mm-hmm. totally get why why that would make sense. Yeah, that would that 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 does make sense.、Um, but it is interesting. Like I've I've known you for quite a while now, and it does seem like every single Olympics. You get very excited. I'm like, super pumped. Almost like <laughs> countdown till it's going to be this weekend, and I'm like, "Oh, is it? I, I didn't even remember."、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、um, not not at all. Really that excited about it. I do remember though.、Uh-huh. Let's sidebar. I had this idea、uh, back when my parents lived in Vancouver. It was like, "Oh, the Olympic bid was won there." Yes.、Uh, what year was that? 2010. 2010. Vancouver、yeah. Games.、Uh, so winter, right? Yep. And it's like that's a big deal. I need to go there. Like、mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about accommodation. I can bunk with my parents, find a couch or something.、Mm-hmm. I remember just asking you. I think we were only dating at the time, but it was like, hey, want to go to Vancouver for the Olympics? I could probably do that. And yeah, you were like super blown away, excited about it. But you didn't come with me, right? No. <laughs> And it might have been because you know I have school, <laughs> <Yeah> . and missing a week of an undergrad education, probably、yeah. during midterms, not. But I can't believe、easy. like that's that's why it's kind of strange to me because this is something that's so you're so energized about, and it was really cool being in the city when that was happening. It was quite an experience.、Uh, I think the city handled really well. I did not know how little Vancouver was going to have that many athletes there. It was surprisingly pretty good to get around, and、mm-hmm. you could still go about in your day. I could still find shops, or I could, you know, get food and and do things, and I、uh, I could get around very well just on my own two feet, which was also awesome. Yes, I feel like this happened with the Pan Am Games as well.、Mm. They were literally at York University. I go to York University, yeah, and I didn't go to one event because all the track and field happened when I was away at camp. Oh. So they built this huge stadium, and it was really exciting. And I'm like, "Oh, they're putting it all together." And then I couldn't go and watch anything because I wasn't there. You just have timing issues. Yeah,、It's、I think I do.、Passion. Yeah. So next next opportunity, but yeah,、mm-hmm. just just general sporting events. I'm super stoked to go to, like tennis or hockey. So tennis and hockey are the big ones.、Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because that was going to be my next question: is what is your favorite Olympic sport to watch?、Ooh. Uh, definitely hockey because it's very exciting. And you're Canadian,、um, I guess. And we're Canadian; it's like ingrained in our body.、Um, oh, crap, there's gonna be so many. I'm just gonna start listing. Go ahead. I am really excited to watch. I've been really excited watching the swimming. Uh huh. I think this is the first time where the swimming has been on at an optimal time for me to be like, "Hey, it's nine o'clock. I'm gonna turn on some TV." Hey, the Olympics are on, and it's a bunch of swimming, and it's really fun because there's a lot of events. They happen pretty fast. We've got a lot of Canadians in the field,、uh, so that's been really fun. I love watching the hundred meter dash. Usually, I'm holding my breath for the entire race. <laughs> yep, ten <laughs> seconds.、Um, what else? Figure skating. I also really enjoy watching. Another one of those like hold your breath. Are they going to land the jump? Things.、Hmm. <laughs> um, Big fan of、uh, bobsled. I think that's cool to watch. Yeah, there's a you、uh, Waterloo connection there's so there. So many,、uh, there's so many camera angles in that. Like to go around all around the tunnels is funny. I know.、Um, so bobsled is fun to watch.、Um, I think that's that's maybe. It is funny. You get so excited. Like just,、uh, I don't know if that was yesterday or the day before, but I was、uh, playing some boxing game. Oh yes. Where I actually have to. 
move around, like mm-hmm. use your body and stuff. Very challenging. And you're behind me watching the Olympics, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, that's amazing! Wow, that was good! Whoa!" I'm like, "I'm not doing that good, honey. I mean, it's, it's all right. I mean, I dodged a couple of punches and I knocked that guy out. That's cool." And I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna do it. He, he did it!" And it's like. Uh, that was definitely when uh, <laughs> the 16 year old won the gold medal <laughs> okay <laughs> so you, you don't usually get that excited about me that's amazing sorry i was not watching you no you were not <laughs> no you were I not i thought you knew i was watching the well i did but it was still like a funny moment it's hard mm-hmm. to like not notice yeah because you're just so loud <laughs> a loud voice for a small body <laughs> yeah yeah you get excited you get very excited um, so yes, that's been cool. There has been a lot of controversy about uh, Rio as a venue. Yeah. Um, and how much money it's cost and how Brazil may not be in the best situation economically. No. Well, yeah, and health-wise too. And health-wise. And I think, you know, one of their big pushes when they were making the bid, from what I've heard on the mm-hmm. in the media, uh, is that they wanted to be able to uh, build infrastructure and kind of uh, improve yeah. Yeah. their country through these Olympic Games. Yeah. And uh, basically the kind of poor sections of Rio de Janeiro uh, that are kind of outside the main area, they yeah. have not been improved. There oh, are citizens there like, hey, what the heck just happened? There's apparently uh, big partitions or walls up along the highways oh. as you're going into the city so you don't see the slums. Oh, boy stuff like that kind of happened and that they happens, haven't <laughs> that happens at all the olympics though yeah right? well i feel I've heard like that before and maybe i'm biased because i live in canada mm-hmm. but i feel like vancouver did a pretty good job oh they didn't need to no i yeah they had to build some facilities but they did a pretty good job yeah but they didn't have to like build walls to hide their poverty no. i mean i actually they they did <laughs> this was a controversy is they did collect a lot of homeless people from the streets and yes. put them all into a different part of town because uh-huh. they didn't want that part of their city to be shown off uh, mm-hmm. on a global scale which was very uh, controversial at the time let's not forget that so they did do that too yes um it's and just that their city happens to be pretty they don't have like slums but they've got uh, they do have a big homeless problem there no and i feel like when canada hosts the olympics like we're still using the montreal facilities as our big like they have the big track they have the swimming pool apparently that's where we used to hold all our national competitions because Mm -hmm. we didn't have any other swimming pool calgary that hosted the winter olympics is still a huge speed skating facility so i feel like we're maybe a bit better at planning things out and using what we've built over time and really making use of them. Well, I I sort of agree with you, mm-hmm. except maybe ask the financial representatives in Montreal or Calgary after hosting an Olympics how they're actually doing because they do accrue a lot of debt after after the Olympics. It's for sure. It's a problem usually that doesn't go away. And I've heard I've heard opposite, especially for Calgary. I think although Calgary's got the there we go. Another weird audio thing. This is a new cable, too. Man. Maybe it's my computer. That might be a problem. Well, if you ask your parents, they will tell you that Vancouver was debt-free after their Olympic Games. Yeah. Is that is that for sure? Uh, I don't know if it's for sure, 
but I think they were at least close to on budget. I don't remember any giant scandal where they spent twenty million or something. True. Yeah, true. They did seem they did seem to have it a uh, have a good plan, and it was mm-hmm. it was really nice being there. Actually, it was it did seem it was an overly uh, uh, gratuitous with spending or money and all this. It seemed, uh, and yeah, they got like a subway line out of it and stuff. So like they did some smart things where it actually did benefit their city quite a bit um in contrast it looked like toronto was doing a bid and i think a lot of people were talking about how that was going to be disastrous to our uh financials or something like an olympic bid yeah like an olympic they bid. kind of after the pan am games it, there was talk of it and yeah. that immediately was shut down they're like no we're not doing that yeah. I think Toronto did a good job at using the facilities that they already had to host the Pan Am Games and the new facilities that they built, I think we're using them very well. Example, the pool that they built uh, in Scarborough is apparently where a lot of these swimmers tra- train now. Mm. Uh, it's Olympic size, so they can hold national competitions there. Uh, the They made a, a velodrome in Milton, uh, like a bike a track. It's a velodrome. It's a velodrome? Yeah. Like, um, sounds like an bike. instrument. No, it's a bike, bike track. Uh, and mm. they've actually, I remember reading in a kind of U Waterloo publication that they were trying to make sure that that gets used and they were encouraging people to try it out, uh, and kind of creating programs that could be run out of that facility. So trying to use all the new spaces that they built in addition to, you know, they used the Skydome. For, oh, okay. for a venue. They yeah. built another track at York that has a big track program. So right. they're benefiting from that. So, you know, those things, I think they were smart about that. Yeah, that's another thing that actually Vancouver did was it, it wasn't all in Vancouver. A lot of it was in Whistler because mm-hmm. uh, it was the Winter Olympics. So, you know, skiing and all that would have taken place further into the mountains. Yeah. Um, so I wonder how those guys are doing a post uh, Olympics. I was going to say apocalypse. (laughs) Oops. Uh, One interesting comment I uh, was reading recently um, from one of the Olympic commentators who was a previous Olympian himself talking about venues and how much they cost and what happens afterwards. And he's kind of proposing that we might need to rethink how this works because we have a lot of countries that maybe don't have the resources to build all these facilities, and there's just so many that you have to build now to accommodate all these sports that are in the Olympics. Yeah. That maybe we need to switch our strategy and have his proposal was have certain cities that are built for hosting an Olympic Games. And they have the facilities and they maintain them, and we go to certain cities for specific Olympic Games, and maybe we wow. rotate. Which I don't know how that idea is, would get taken. Yes. From a like financial, economical point of view. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. From a country pride oh, yeah. and we want to host the Olympic Games, absolutely would not fly. No, of course not. It's like, oh, great. So it's going to be in uh, Britain again and Russia yes. again and, I don't know, states. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whoever has the most money right now to host a facility and it's like you just keep going back there. Uh, yeah. And not like continuously. Like I think there's supposed to be multiple sites. Yeah. And I think maybe it was favorable when I was reading it because he was suggesting Calgary as a base for a winter Olympics facility because they already have that speed skating. Yeah. Uh, stadium, uh, the saddle dome. Um, 
So they already they all the saddle dome because of the roof. Nice. Uh, so. I mean, maybe it was favorable because I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a Canadian city listed there. And maybe I would feel otherwise if there was not. Um, but it's just something to think about because it is such a huge cost to put on an Olympic Games. And, you know, countries possibly have other issues that they need to be addressing rather yeah. than build 16 soccer fields. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can see how it's a benefit, too, though, like... Like, even with Rio that you mentioned, it's getting them some paved roads or something. Well, barely, though, is what I've heard. Oh, yeah? They didn't actually really follow through on that part of their proposal. Okay. Well, I mean, if the intention was, like, the paved roads, let's say, yeah, happened, uh, the subway line in Vancouver, like, there is some good things that influx of money uh, and, yeah, TV and advertisers can bring to a city. And I can definitely see the draw. Uh, from a corporate perspective, on why they would want to host, make some money. Anyway, I think we got sidetracked. Let's get back on topic. Let's talk about the Olympics in an athletic way. Oh, okay. And I wanted to talk about the venues. I thought that was an interesting All right, can continue on. <laughs> well, I think I'm done now. <laughs> All right, then when we're done. So let's change the subject. Or not. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I feel like... You know, the Olympics are halfway done this year, so we're waiting to see what else may happen. We Track and field has only just started, so exciting week ahead. Track and field, 100-meter dash, 200 meters. Yeah, I'm just really not as excited as you are, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think. You, you mentioned your favorites, um, mm-hmm. so I was going to try to come up with my favorites to Ooh, watch. Yes. Um, but I mostly came up blank because I, I, I think, uh, I, I think I would enjoy seeing basketball. I was just going to say basketball. Um, do, is team us still like all NBA players that are just totally going to destroy everyone? Although it seems like the NBA is really expanded now. They have. And the U S has not won every single Olympics. So yeah, there, because we have Argentina always has a really good team. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like, well, Jonas Valanciunas plays for Lithuania. Yeah, Raptor. Toronto Raptor. Yeah, I think there's a couple of, you know, European nations that are really coming up uh, too. But I think you'd enjoy enjoy basketball. It's not as one-sided, heavily dominated as As one would think. As it used to be. Like in the 90s, it was very, Mm -hmm. very much that way. Um, I guess I I I enjoy watching women's beach volleyball as well. Oh, nice. Uh, It's a good sport. (laughs) (laughs) All because of the athleticism. Great. And a pause. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One, maybe an interesting topic. Your opinion on professional athletes being able to participate in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It is is an interesting thing because on one hand, like, it seems to be way too much of a strong uh, handicap on one side. Like, you get a, a huge advantage. Having someone who is, I guess, a professional, but at the same time, I don't know. It's supposed to be the best of the best that are competing, mm-hmm. so I can see that too, right? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are your opinions on it? I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm just flat out say that. That was a great discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and end. I mean, what what's Olympic hockey without watching... All of the best players. Okay, but Olympic hockey is maybe a little bit different situation where you actually have a number of very good teams competing yeah. because there's players from all over yeah. the world now. Yes. Uh, so that's maybe 
not the best example. Basketball. It seems to have spread out a bit more, but certainly yes. in the past, uh, the U.S. did have a, a domination. And I think that was partially, mostly because of their uh, collegiate yes. level too, because you're raising basketball people. Yeah, uh, they have the a system. NCAA is huge in the States, Final Four, and a huge moneymaker. All these schools making tons of money off of their students who make no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very interesting culture there. So it does seem like, in a way, kind of backwards cheating, like because they're breeding basically the perfect athletes. But at the same time, that's what Olympics do. Like China has so many uh, uh, girls that excel at gymnastics, right? Because they're just predisposed to that sport they're small it's a big it's a big thing there though too right like that's like something they're really into so that's not a pro versus a not pro no that's true that's not a pro but it's but going along that line like you're talking about ncaa they have ncaa track so oh do they yeah so they're still doing the whole breeding of Mm. track athletes even though they're not considered we don't have like a professional track league Mm -hmm. they are you know they have a program to train these athletes like every other country Mm -hmm. would have a program to train track athletes as well so i mean if you're gonna use that as an argument it's a weak argument other countries can build up their programs too (laughs) true uh here's a weird one olympics will they ever have american football as a sport I highly doubt that because nobody else plays it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And isn't that kind of strange? Like, it's such a phenomenon. And it's such a small phenomenon just in the States. Like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's huge there. Like, it, everybody watches football. And everyone knows the game. And everyone loves it to the point of those numbers for, like, the halftime shows and whatever commercial prices and all that. But uh, as far as, like, being treated as a true sport that's, like, worldly and competitive doesn't exist. No. No, it's really a born and bred American thing. Okay, so our new cable is just totally failing on us. So I think we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to possibly return it or destroy it with my hands. <laughs> uh, something. So let's, uh, let's call it for today. We'll join you again next week, I think. We'll be at it again. Oh my goodness, no, we're going away. Yeah, we're going on a little vacation. We're going away to Ireland. Yes, we are. So I guess uh, there's going to be a bit of a sabbatico on the Ordinary Day podcast. Yes, we're not going to lug all the recording equipment. (laughs) That goes against our only carry-on suitcase rule. (laughs) We could try to record one maybe on an iPhone in a hotel room. That might be fun. But it'd have to be posted much later. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see you guys for some time later. Yes. Probably with a lot more stories. Oh my goodness, yes. It'd be great. So uh, until next time, you can obviously check out our website, ordinaryday.ca. Oh, there we go again. It's breaking up. Awesome. Uh, or send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, quickly. Let's finish up. Thanks, Field Processor. <laughs> and until next time. One more for the road. Woo!